Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Let's get into it. Panthers versus the Broncos. Sunday, 7.30 p.m. at the Core Stadium. Panthers team news, no changes to the team that beat the Storm last week. Broncos team news, no changes to the team that beat the Warriors last week. Herbie Farnworth went well, went down. That might be an exaggeration. Herbie Farnworth didn't finish training yesterday with a hamstring injury, but has been named. Key stats. Panthers have won their past eight finals matches. Broncos have won six of their seven grand finals they've played in since 1988. Broncos have not won a finals game in Sydney, though, since 2008. Uh, actually, I, I was part of that game. I think it was against the Roosters. We beat the Roosters down there. It was one of the most <laughs> Tommy. violent starts to a game I've ever seen. Um, Katoni Staggs and Crichton will be playing their 100th NRL game. Panthers have 13 players with grand final experience compared to the Broncos with just two. Smithy, how do you see this game playing out? Oh, look, it's fantastic. I'm, you know, I think everyone's sort of just counting down the days, really, for this one to kick off. Um, people, I reckon, you know, this game was probably a prediction of many for, what, the last, I reckon, six, eight weeks, I reckon, can be of the competition, yeah. thinking this mm. is this is where we're heading is, is for a Panthers-Broncos final. And we said it earlier in the show, mate, like it's fitting that the, the, the two best sides of the competition meet each other in the big one to decide who takes out the premiership this year. Um, two very different footy sides, though. If you, if you look at just, just the way they attack their game, um, their mindset in the in, within the matches, you know, I'll talk about the Broncos first. So they, their style of footy of late, um, or especially through this final series, which I don't think is going to change at all for this game, has been power game, right? They, they want to get stuck into the opposition, both with the ball and without it. And they just want to try and beat you up early. Beat you up early, tenderize you a little bit, and then just you know keep piling on points. Whereas Penrith, they're happy, to just, they're happy to get out there and just get into their game, get into a rhythm, and just work through that, that, that game plan until the 80th minute. Now, if something is to go wrong early for them, you know, I don't think... They will. They won't go away from their game plan. They won't hit. They don't have a panic button that they hit, and then just everyone just it's every man for himself. Like they stay within their game plan. But I think that's where the opportunity lies for the Broncos. If if they're able to start really well, um, jump out of the blocks fast, um, obviously you know running the ball with plenty of intent, plenty of aggression, and getting stuck into Fisher Harris and James Le- uh, Moses Leota, then there's an opportunity for them. There, there is a real opportunity for them just to try and put some early points on the board, create some sort of doubt in the mind of the Penrith Panthers. But like I said before, they, they, they won't panic. If that happens, they won't panic. But it's Brisbane's best opportunity to try and get that early lead and then and then maintain it. The one thing that, that is sitting in the favour of the Broncos is that, you know, they've they've got a lot of youth. They're, they're very energetic um, they, as I said, they got a lot of power with their running game. If you if you're watching them playing over the last couple of games, they've just they have outmuscled their opposition like so well. Like last week, how many how many offloads did they have? Twenty two, twenty four, twenty four offloads. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they just they look so hard to tackle. Flegler, Haas, Carrigan. You know, there was other players getting involved, but those guys alone, like they finished with like three each or four each in the match. So 
maybe that maybe that was a bit of a plan as well from Kevin Walters to say, hey, Rotto, we're confident we're going to go out there and play well against the Warriors and get a victory, but let's try and let's try and put some things in place that we're going to need next week against Penrith as well. This is a, an extraordinary game of football. The one thing in favour of um, you know Penrith is that they have been they have been there here and they've done it a couple of times already. They've got the experience um, at, at, in the big matches. Um, like I said, they, at no stage will they ever lose their head, um, be panicked. They'll, they'll play the same style of football from start to finish. And they just know how to perform in the big games. They learnt from their 2020 defeat. And since then, they've been a very, very composed football side in the, grand, in the, in the next two grand finals that they played in. Yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be, if both teams play as well as we know they can, even a 9 out of 10, I personally believe it will be one of the higher standards grand finals we've seen in a while um, because I think that both teams at their peak, they really, okay, for example, last year against the Eels, although they had beaten, the Eels had beaten the Panthers, I think there was a kind of consensus that if Panthers played their best, they were going to be not impossible to beat, but, you know, very, very tough yeah. to beat. Where I yep. do think even the most diehard Panthers fans, if the Broncos play and everything lands that they hope lands and it's risky plays, it's going to be mm. hard to stop that. It's going to be really hard to stop that. And that's why I think the standard of this grand final, if they both play well, will be really high. Um, from the Panthers' perspective, it really is about understanding that that first 20 minutes, and they would know this, is going to be carnage. And understanding and trusting in the fact that there's, there's probably, if the Broncos come out well, there's probably going to be a period where we are either behind or feeling like we're behind and feeling like we actually can't keep up with this. This is, this is a bit too much for 80 minutes. There might be that when you're on the field. And I think the Panthers, what they do so well is even if that feeling is happening on the field, for example, against us Melbourne Storm last week, watching that game, the Storm were on top and they had so many opportunities and the, the Panthers showed why they're so great because they didn't panic for a second. They didn't go, oh, my God, is this going to be a boil over? Everyone said we're going to be in a grand final. They were so patient. They, they just go, look, we know that in the 70th minute, it's all just going to pile on and we'll score points. And that's such a powerful thing because the Broncos know the Panthers know that. So the Broncos are sitting there going, oh, my God, if we don't get these points early, <laughs> we're, we're Gonskis here kind of thing. So it, it's such a, a kind of a mindset battle from a, a Broncos perspective. I do think that the Broncos forward pack at their best is a more explosive, faster forward pack than the Panthers forward pack. But where the Panthers lose out in that little battle is the fact that the Panthers forward pack have experience. So you can be the best athlete in the world. You can be the best footy player in the world. But sometimes experience is, is more valuable than all of that. And that's a real key part of the battle between the packs. What do you reckon, Smithy? Yep, no, completely agree with that, mate. I think, um, you know, when you looking, watching Broncos over the last two matches, so when they took on Melbourne week one of finals and then the Warriors again, watching Flegler, Carrigan, Haas, watching these guys play, it, it's incredible. You're just thinking, God, like, I couldn't imagine standing in front of them right now. <laughs> like, that's how explosive and energetic they have, you know, the the coaching staff of the Brisbane Broncos have these guys playing at the moment. Like it's just at this stage of the season to see them playing with as much energy as they have played at the very beginning is, is incredible. Like, and you're talking about 
um, those guys, like they were they were a part of state of they played in the uh, state of origin campaign as well. I know Payne Haas missed the last one um, through injury, but yeah, they they are up and about and and playing. It's it's like it's like it's the the start. It's like it's the first four games of the season. You know when they look. You know when all the players yeah. look fresh, Kempy. Yeah. They just look fresh and hard and tough and early on in the year. That, that this is what the Broncos look like at the moment. But but I, but the one thing I do agree with you there that you just mentioned is if the shoes on the other foot. I, I spoke about Brisbane starting hard and fast early and getting some early points. Shoes on the other foot though. I just that's the one question mark over over the this current Broncos footy side is how will they handle the pressure. Mm. How will they handle the pressure? They're playing in front of a capacity crowd at a core. It's, there's going to be 90,000 people there. A lot of Panthers fans, of course, you know, just traveling down the road from Western Sydney. But how are they going to handle the pressure? If, if they make some early mistakes and Penrith, say, convert a couple of those into some points, Nathan Cleary's going to kick the goals. He's been on fire. And it's 12-0 after 15 minutes. How does Brisbane respond? That's the question for me. That's the question. Now, there's no doubt. I, I think they've got enough football in them, in their footy, in their team, to beat Penrith. The the one thing that Brisbane must do is is execute their their game plan number one, and but execute their big plays. Mm. So they're gonna they're gonna have some big plays or some set plays up their sleeve that they think will will work against Penrith. Um, I think they they pulled a couple out last week, um, which I think will will actually work well against Penrith but it's 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 whether they execute them well enough and consistently enough to make Penrith make poor decisions defensively now you look at someone like Reese Walsh now he he is he is the one player in this team that there's no other player like him mm. okay so you match up their forward pack you match up their back line you know tit for tat in in a lot of their areas but Penrith don't have a Reese Walsh he is he is the difference in this entire match. Now, if they can give him some space and some time to get that ball out the back on those sweeping runs, and then get on the outside of say Isaac Tungo or Stephen Crichton and create that overlap on the outside where um, the the Penrith wingers are going to have to make decisions on that pass on who they take, whether they take the you know the Broncos winger or centre. That's that's going to be the difference. Now we've seen him come up with a couple of ordinary decisions last week. He threw a, he threw an intercept to DWZ. Now they they planned that. You could see. Yeah. DWZ was up. He was ready for that long ball. They they preview that and he picked it off. He picked it off beautifully. So Penrith will be mate. They'll be ready for it as well. So he's just got to be measured. Now, now I say about he. There's no other player like him in this game. He. But Reese has to be measured. He can't be overexcited coming into this one. He he can't have the mindset thinking I've got to win it for Brisbane. Because if he, I think if he takes that mindset into the game, it could all come undone for him. So he just got to go out there, run the football, get tackled, you know, take a good catch early, make a couple of tackles on your line, and he will work himself into the game. Mm. Yeah, I think the the key there that I really um I think is is a good point is just run the ball because if yep. you go out there and you start trying to ball play, they'll pick you off because of all the video sessions. But if you take the first four or five times, you just go, you know what? I'm just I'm just going to run the ball and take the line on, whether it be with footwork, speed. That's when 
the third, fourth, and fifth times you go down there, they can't really predict what play you're going to do. You know, are you going long? Are you going short? Um, and so, I, you know, I've always said with Reese Walsh in these big games, and he did it really well for Queensland. He did it really well against the Storm. For the first half even, just run the ball because the points will come. Yep. I think that the only concern for the Broncos is, is if they think going into this game that they're just going to brute force their way back into the game after a poor start, it's just not going to happen. And I think that for many, there's been many games this season where they've relied so heavily on brute force to get themselves back into games. It's the one thing Penrith just don't allow. Whereas obviously the Warriors came out and you could argue the Warriors had the better of it for the first 20 minutes. And then the Broncos just like an avalanche towards the end, came back out in the second half, only made three errors. So completed really high. Whereas Panthers, they're just not going to give you that opportunity to get back in the game. You've got to be in there from minute one to minute 80. Yeah. Mate, I think there's no doubt that they have to have a better performance. This is, I'm talking about Broncos. They have to have a better performance this Sunday than what they did against Warriors. I think if they turn up and play like they did against Warriors, I think they get beaten. Yep. Um, by maybe two, three tries. Agreed. I, I, I'm sort of, I'm thinking this is going to be whoever wins it. It's going to be a very tight contest, like we've seen in the two previous games this year between these sides. It's been a um, very tight contest. I think it may be just one try between them. Mm. Um, you know, either way. But I, I think just watching the Broncos last week, um, they, I think they got to a point in that game where they, they felt a little bit comfortable, Kempi, and, and fair enough too. Like they, they, they were on top. They were playing at home, big crowd. And I think they just, they just took the pedal off a little bit. Um, not so much in intensity, but just with their, they had a few lapses of concentration. So they, they, they were trying a few offloads. A couple of offloads went to ground. A couple of loose carries in the, in the play the ball. Some very simple errors that they come up with. If they do that this week to Penrith, they they won't they won't just hurt you with you know getting the ball and making your tackle. They'll hurt you with points on the scoreboard as well. Yeah, I think for Penrith as well, one huge huge uh, that could be an advantage that could almost snowball is that we all know the Broncos love line speed and they love aggression or like hyper aggression uh, when the opposition's coming off their line. Yeah. The one thing that is really in Panthers' favour, like the it's. The kryptonite to line speed is either a big bloke with footwork or a small, strong bloke with footwork because they get in between players, they get a quick play of the ball, and now all those players that got line speed, they're past the ball. And yeah. that, that retreat, it's it, it, it almost it, it snowballs so much so that you get mm. to the 20th minute and that line speed is, is not – it's not just a little bit slower. It is honestly night and day. And my concern for the Broncos and how they – it's a real – a key part of their game – and a bonus for the Panthers is is Taruva, To'o, and Edwards are the kings of swinging oh. momentum oh. with coming out of their own end with footwork yep. and strong yep. carries. Yep. Well, they they, dom- they dominate that area, don't they? Out yeah. of any back three in oh. the competition, like they finish with enormous numbers. And so they act like like extra front rowers for your footy side. Mm. So really what that... What that does is that that sort of um, cycle that it works in. So opposition teams kick down. Those back three go to work. Dylan Edwards usually takes another hit up in the set. So he's usually carrying twice in the one set. Um, and they're carrying for, you know, 10, 12, 15 metres each time they, they do take a hit up. It, it takes the pressure off you know, your, your middlemen, your big fellas, to get back behind the ball and, and then carry the ball away from your own end, mm. which means they don't have to go back as far. They conserve their energy that way. 
then they get to play, you know, when, they, when they're playing some actual, you know, they get involved in when they're in some better field position, the, the line speed isn't as great coming at them and there's some more space to run into. And then they just, the, the middles use that energy, they conserve that energy to defend. Yeah. Which is why they're so hard to score against. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's a bit of a cycle that they, they all complement each other. But um, I'm sure that that has to be, that has to be high on the list of what needs to go right for them defensively for the Broncos is minimising the meters that those back um, three or you know you could throw the centers in there as well. Stephen Crichton and Isaac Tungo. like you can put the back five of the Panthers in there. Um, the one thing I'm interested in is what what plan they have for Walsh, mm. as in how to defend him on those sweep runs because he's just been burning burning teams on the on that run. They do it so well where they hold up the middle defend defenders, give him a lot of time. You know, Ezra Mam and um, and Adam Reynolds they go deep into the line and then pass him that ball. You know, deep behind their own line, but he gets on the outside because of his speed. As a as a former winger, Kempi, like what sort of plan could you come up with? Like, do they jam him? Do they back away and then get their numbers out to the sideline so they don't so he can't run around them? How do they how do they minimise the impact he has? Oh, mate, it is like it would be so tough. So many teams try to. I think that the first you know the first uh, port of call is the play the ball speed. Obviously, like you know, mm. guaranteed. Everyone yep. knows that. Yep. The yep. second point of call is making sure Reynolds doesn't have much time. So yep. if you're the foreign defender or whoever is on Reynolds, it's clear communication and it's like making sure your outside men know for sure I have him no matter what. And the positive, mm. the positive for the Panthers is Renault is not a big ball runner. So yep. you're not going to usually get gassed on the outside. So a real clear communication and getting at him aggressively mm. Um the, the negative on the other side or further out is Ezra Mam is a ball runner. So he does yes. put a bit of doubt in the outside men's minds. But if, if I'm um, a defensive winger, I'm just making sure that my four in is early, clear communication. Because if he does that, we know what we need to do. We know we either need to jam quickly or just slide. And it's all on that four defender, in my opinion. What about you, Smithy? Yeah, I reckon, um, yeah, big job having those numbers and, um, double defending and then being able to get on Reese Walsh. Talking about you know minimising Renault's time, I reckon that'll be Mitch Kenny. Yes, I yep. reckon that he'll be given that role because he's defending you know as a nine. Usually you put your your number nines as a five man, right? So he's right in the middle of your defensive line. So when when your halves when they get the ball and they want to go deep into the line. Um, where they usually end up is at that middle man, that what they call the five man. Mm. So usually that's your dummy half. I reckon Mitch Kenny will be given the role to, you know, create some really good line speed and get up in the face of Adam Reynolds to make him pass early. Mm. The, the earlier he passes the ball, the better look that, or the better decisions that his outside men can make. So Tungall, Stephen Crichton, if they want to just hold, allow their inside men to come and help, or whether they want to jam, um, I, I think that's where that will come from. The only thing they got to remember was like thinking back maybe what, three, four games ago, I seen the Broncos come up with a couple of plays where they had Reese Walsh sweeping out the back. Teams decided to jam and Reynolds, Reynolds just lobbed one. Yeah. Lobbed one over the top to Cobbo and, and Cobbo went down and scored in the corner. They did that a, a few times actually about, you know, a month to six weeks ago. They did in consecutive games actually. So, 
that one will be up the sleeve as well. But, you know, that's you got to be good. you got to be good at your plays. you got to be good at your defensive systems when it comes down to the last game of the year. We're going to head to a break. After the break, still some more grand final chat. Welcome back to the captain's run. Let's get into it, shall we? Uh, we've got uh, – let's, let's talk about margins. Let's talk about how much you're going to win. You think there's going to be winners, losers, mm. who you think is going to be man of the match, Clive Churchill's, all that good stuff. Mm. Well, mate, like I said before, I think um, this is going to be – a tight contest. I reckon there's only going to be one try that separates them. Uh, four or six points. Been very tight in the previous two matches that they played this year with you know players missing from, well, I think, the Bronx in, in both games. Um, I, listen, oh, it's going to hurt you to from, to hear this, Kempi, but I think Penrith will win by six. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I'm only going, I'm only saying that because I think They've got the experience um, to get them through this one. I know. I know the Broncos are going to throw plenty at them, and they are a very, very good football side. They've shown that all year. I just think Penrith have have the game and the patience um, that will get them through this. This what will be, you know, the, the, it's going to be the best game that we've seen all year, um, and I think they will. They will come through. I, I think you know their defence. They've had the best defensive record all year. They're ranked number one for their defence. Um, they've been scoring plenty of points of late, um, but they do that by just wearing football teams down. Now I don't know what the totals are going to be. Whether it's going to be um, high score line for both teams or low, I just think that you know Penrith will be one try better, and you know they'll do that through you know just relentless actions that they perform and just trying to break the, the Broncos down. Uh, you know, I, I think there's going to be a lot of entertaining football played. I don't think this is going to be a boring game of football by any stretch, but um, I just think when the, when the, when the, when the moments matter, I think Penrith will, will come up with the right decisions and that's going to get them home. Ouch. Ouch. Look, <laughs> I'm, mate, I'm backing my boys all the way in here. I yes. think this is their moment. I think they're going to put on a special a special display of rugby league. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go Broncos by two or more tries. Wow. Yeah, Broncos by two or more tries. Good I think result. that I think that if the Broncos can play as good as we know they can at their peak, at their potential, I really think they just got too many weapons across the park and I think that the the Panthers um although it'll be a close match for most of the match, I yep. think eventually the Broncos get on top and they win the win the game by two or more tries. How how do they break down? How do you think they're going to break down Penrith's well near impenetrable defense? I just think that the momentum that they're going to build through the middle is going to be a mm-hmm. bit too hard to handle. I think that Parramatta Eels now I know that the Panthers, you know, didn't play their best against them, but the pa- Parramatta Eels prove that points can be put on the Panthers. Um, and I think that with that, with the offloads that we were doing last week, with the explosive yep. forward pack, I think there is a, a, a really good chance if we can nail everything. And look, it's a small chance. Like likelihood, Panthers obviously win because as we've spoken about all year, the the chances of Panthers playing anything less than eight out of ten is is very small. Mm. So there's they'll go out, they'll play eight to nine out of ten. But I just think that the Broncos at their best yes. are, can play better footy than the Panthers at their best. I think that the first twenty minutes showed against the Melbourne Storm, that they're not they're not gods. You know, they can be 
Um, they can give opportunities. They they can uh, like with the Panthers, their ceiling, in my opinion, isn't as high as the Broncos. But as we've discussed, they always play to near their best. Um, and so that does leave room for guys like Flegler, Haas, and Carrigan, in my opinion, if they play as good as they we know they can, to be a bit mm-hmm. too hard to handle. But as I said, I do think it's going to be a close match for most of the match, and then obviously the Broncos come on over the top. Uh, the, the key for me, though, if the Broncos can somehow, some way, stop the momentum from those the kick returns and those first two tackles, I think it'll really upset the rhythm of the Penrith Panthers. Um, so as I said, look, I'm... Clearly, I'm biased. They're my team, hmm. but I'm putting all my chips in. Broncos, I think this is their moment. I think it's their moment to shine. MOM? MOM for me is Paddy Carrigan. What about yourself? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, okay, so I'm going Penrith by six, and I'm going to say Isaiah Yo. Ooh, it's a battle yeah, of the locks. That, yeah, I think, um, you know, like there was a lot spoken about the game last week, and particularly Nathan Cleary's performance, but I thought... I thought, for mine, I thought Isaiah Yeo was was the best player on the field. Mm. Um, I thought, you know, a lot of that that time and space he created for Nathan Cleary was was through his work that he did. He went through a mountain of work, plenty of carries, mixed up his game with running the ball and passing the ball, plenty of work defensively. I think he's just a he is a rock. He's he's like the glue for that footy side, both defensively and with the ball. Um, and he provides a lot of you know positive things for both Luai and Nathan Cleary. I think. Um, yeah, I think Yowie. Yowie for man of the match. Now, first try scorer. Oh, first try scorer. First try scorer. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jordan Ricky. Oh, big call. Big call. Mm. The big fella on the edge here. So you reckon Broncos off to a fast start? Yeah, fast start. I think they go power game, and I reckon it, it'll be a short ball. Jordan Ricky over the top of Luai. Ooh, okay. I'm going. I'm going to go an easier one. Selwyn Cobo. Selwyn Cobo. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a tendency to score in big matches. Yes. Um, he had a bit of a mixed bag last week, so he'll be zoned in, ready to go. So I'm going to go Selwyn Cobo for first points uh, for his try scorer. Now we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to talk about the Australian Kangaroos.